When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. Download at the hockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hey guys, this is Mike Badano, and you're listening to Sarcastic Remarks. Hello, and welcome back to Sarcastic Remarks. My name is Ryan, along with my brothers James and Christian, who are joined alongside beside me. This is Sarcastic Remarks. Welcome to episode 4055. I cannot believe we have gone four seasons and we are 55 episodes deep how are you guys doing tonight doing okay i'm doing great i'm glad you explained the way our number system works with that little subtle statement there good, good little quip i like it yeah, yeah. It's, it's i i feel a little out of place being all the way over on the other side of the screen than normal though i don't know how <laughs> i feel about this i know it's a little weird isn't it, it it's i know it seems silly but i just thought it was kind of funny so <laughs> But, uh, you know, just to throw people off, you know, give them a little bit of a, I don't know, a little bit of a boost there. But uh, we have got a lot of stuff to talk to you guys about tonight. Um, we've got Otter Talk. We've got Pavelski Talk. We've got All-Star Talk. And a couple of other things that we'll do whatever we want, we want for Who Cares, which we thought about, you know, a lot ahead of time before, you know. We've, we've thought about that a long time ago, and we have great picks for you guys to let y'all know. So, Absolutely. if you can't tell, I'm being very sarcastic. Anyways, what do we want to start off with tonight, gentlemen? I believe it was Mr. Connor Bedard. Word. We kind of just have to mention this because how ridiculous he is of a, of a player. But they recently just held the under-20s World Junior Championships up in Canada. Of course, Canada came out with the gold medal there. But we've been hearing about this guy for years now. At least I have for a very long time. I don't know about you guys. But we've heard comparisons to Connor McDavid, to Sidney Crosby, Alex Ovechkin, like a franchise changer. And this is what he did in seven games of a tournament at the World Juniors. Nine goals, 14 points, 14 assists, for 23 points. 
he basically had almost four points a game. Absolutely ridiculous. Y'all tell me what you think about Connor Bedard or what you've heard about him because I know we might be in different boats. I might have heard about him a little bit more. Chris might have heard a bit a little bit less. James, I don't know. You know, whatever. What what have y'all heard about the Connor Bedard? Yeah, I'm not in the pre-drafted prospect boat at all, and I've heard so much about Connor Bedard. I mean, a ridiculous amount, more than any other prospect, I think, since I have paid as much attention to hockey as I do now. So, I mean, this guy seems like the real deal. Everyone still thought he was consensus number number one overall pick, and then he comes to the biggest stage a prospect can come to before the draft and blows it up. I mean, he won the gold medal himself, it felt like. It, that was insane. Yeah, it, it's not even a question of how good he is. He really is. He's that insane. The The only thing that I've seen that I'm like, okay, that might be stretching it a little bit, is they took his junior point totals right now and said in an 82-game season, he has 160 points. And I was like, that's not translating to the yeah, NHL. But regardless, <laughs> he is he is a crazy player. Hey, I'm just saying it. It's not impossible because I mean, at points we've seen players like Connor McDavid be on like a hundred and sixty point pace. I mean, is it completely impossible to see somebody in the future do it, given the way the offense is going in the NHL? I think it's possible. Some, somebody in the future, sure, it's possible. Connor McDavid is first year in the NHL. No. Yes, let's that's, pump the that's brakes correct. a little bit. Yeah. Do you think Connor Bedard can do it in the NHL when he gets here? Oh yeah, Obviously he's going to be an elite scorer. I, 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 I'd guess as soon as he gets here. I mean, we haven't seen a guy. I know they say this every draft year. We haven't seen a guy this good in probably five years, probably since Connor McDavid but, was drafted. So it, th- this guy is crazy. What What feels so different about Connor Bernard though is just it's it's the way he plays. I mean, I they had the TSN did their little mini. Uh, short replay stuff. I've, I forgot the name of it, but whatever. You go and you watch highlights of him, and the dude moves like a monster, man. Everything he does, no one else is doing on his level. And even even people at the World Juniors, I mean, half those half those kids are drafted already. I mean, these are good prospects. Everyone expects them to be really good. I mean, Stank Oven was there, and he outperforms state Govan by leaps and bounds. I mean, he, he, and he has like, a, he's a full year younger. I, he's going to be ridiculous. Yeah. He, he definitely ha- he had the play style of Connor McDavid and Nathan McKinnon more so than our own Jason Robertson. So yeah. he, he's a game changer. And honestly, chat over here on the right hand side was getting way ahead of me. It's, it's like they were reading part of my notes over here. I've got extra notes, but we have to mention this. Obviously, Logan Stankoven was there, two-time gold medalist at the World Junior Championships. Congratulations to him. Let's just hope that he can uh, win the Memorial Cup for his Kamloops Blazers up in Canada. That's the Super Bowl of major junior hockey up there in Canada. But I think it's noteworthy as well that one of the things I heard about was that Connor Bedard actually looked up to Logan Stankoven. I don't know if y'all heard about that, but yeah. you know, playing on the same line at the World Juniors, and they both played really well. Yeah. But Bedard mentioned Stankoven in the same sentence as himself, so he obviously thought very highly of 
Mr. Short Little Logan Stankoven, who's going to take the league by storm next year. I am yeah. so excited and, to see this guy. And you could see it when they were playing together on that team. I mean, those two had some real chemistry playing in that tournament. Yeah, and, and they have a huge difference of play style too. So the points that Bedard put up in large part is because what James talked about, his skill is just way above everyone else in that tournament. When he gets to the NHL, he's going to find some people who can match him and who can play some defense on him. Um, Stankovic has a totally different skill set. I mean, he is not doing the crazy dangles between three different players. He is just in the right spot, making the right passes, a great shot. He He's more of the Jason Robertson style. So he's not the, the flashiest... Uh, I can't think of a synonym. He's not the flashiest glass in the case, but he might hold the most. That was a good Greatest bulb on I the like tree. That. Brightest bulb no, on the I tree. No, I like mine best. My translation is very It was very good, Chris. Thank you. you. Gotta, you're going to be our razor for the for the podcast tonight. You're, you're going to have to come up with all of your criticisms. How about that? I thought, Anyways, I thought I already was that, but okay. That, <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, I do want to get into this last question about Connor Bedard before we move on because everybody is talking about it, and it's really obvious, but I want to get your answer what you think is going to happen. It's a two-part question. The first part question is, who is going to be the worst team in the NHL and have the best chance of getting getting Connor Bedard at, with the draft lottery? And then who will actually win the draft lottery? Is it the same team that loses the, that has the worst record, or is it a different team? Who so, do you think it's going to be? So you want us to predict the future? Yes. yes. I, I want okay. you to be Notre, Notre, Nostradamus. Yes. Okay, so the worst team in the league is Anaheim. They suck. I think they aren't getting better. I think Chicago is going to end up playing better than Anaheim. They are bad. I think um, I'm going to disagree with you on that one. I think Chicago is definitely going to be the worst in, in the, by the end of the season. They built the team to be the worst, and they're trading away their two best pieces on the team at trade deadline, without a doubt. True. The Ducks just feel worse. They do feel worse. <laughs> <laughs> so... I'm going to go maximum chaos here, and I think it will, it will make everybody mad, okay? So who do I think is going to be the worst team at the end of the year? I think it will be Chicago. I don't think they're going to get it, though. What I, what I hope is going to happen, maximum chaos, is that Columbus gets it. And That'd next year we see a line of, Con of Connor Bedard and Johnny Goudreau, and I think that would be absolutely fantastic i don't think columbus is as bad as they are their record states because they've had a lot of injuries and they've had a lot of players that have just had really down years i mean look at elvis merslikens just for one so for maximum chaos i think it would be hilarious if chicago is the worst team in the nhl of course the the original six team has to get the franchise player right just like patrick kane was for them when he was drafted but they're going to lose the draft. Oh. Okay. I'm going to assume Ryan's gone. So I'm going to say, of course, Ryan's right. The worst team in the league statistically is not going to get the first overall pick. That's how the stats work. I think they have, what, a, like a 20% chance of getting the first overall pick if you're worst in the league? Something like that. It's not as high as you think it is. Yes, but it's almost guaranteed for that they will get it. Because it there, there's such a small chance for every other team to get it. 
No, and that is not how stats work. They have less than a 33% chance of getting the first overall pick. They still have the highest chance. And here's the they other have thing. They the highest they, chance, but they there's, change, there's a much they, higher chance that any other team will get it. That is how percentages work. When New York, He's when right. we started this podcast, when New York won the draft lottery, they were like, I think, 12th or 13th or 14th in the draft lottery. And they got Alex Lafreniere, who was the number one overall pick, who didn't have as high of praise being talked about him like Connor Bedard it has but he still had very similar tastes and you know they went all the way up to number one and I think they changed it to where you can only if you win the draft lottery you can only go move up a maximum of 10 spots I think if that's correct I don't know but either way they still only have I don't know exactly what the percentage is but I think it's around a 20 percent chance of being the first overall pick yeah, it's like so they are most likely to get it, but they are still not super likely to get it. So the stats say they're not going to get the first overall pick. So that's what I would bet on. Math. You know what would be even funnier? Arizona. Arizona, that would instantly make them really good, I think. Like, th- their yeah, team that already... Has, that, that's, that, that would be maximum chaos. Because... because not it, maximum chaos, but it'd still be fun. But But if... If he really is as good as as good as we are thinking when he gets into the NHL, he's gonna he's gonna make the Coyotes kind of kind of be in a bubble position where they could make a wild card spot. Yeah, that's what and I'm then saying. you're talking about having playoffs in the college stadium. That would be amazing. <laughs> and the way Arizona plays is really good. I mean, and they've got some some young players on their team and some good depth guys that they're building up. I I think they if they get some big player like that that could be huge for him and they're they have a billion picks in this draft too so who knows can you imagine them getting connor bedard and like they open up this brand new amazing arena that they spend like over a billion dollars developing and he's just coming into his prime and they have all these other like second they have everybody's second round pick for some reason and they have all these players it's it Goodness gracious! That would I'm now that would be a little bit of maximum chaos. That that would be crazy. <laughs> so, anyways, we'll we'll see where Connor Bedard goes and see how he does for the rest of the season. He literally came back from the World Juniors and in his first game back with uh, his Pats team, he scored four points. So, <laughs> the guy's just not going to slow down. Um. Anyways, uh, I thought this was noteworthy. We're halfway through the season. And I've got a long list here of teams that we could talk about. I don't want to talk about all of them because there's a lot. But let's talk about the most surprising teams this year, either positive or negative, however you want to look at it, and just kind of talk about them and, you know, why they are surprising. Uh, We'll we'll go with the easiest one, in my opinion. We'll go with Boston. I was 100% – I'll eat dirt on this. I was 100% wrong about this team. I thought with all the injuries they were going to start off with at the beginning of the year, no Bergeron, no Marshawn, no McAvoy, uh, you know, Krejci comes back, but we have no idea if he's going to be any good. They've got all these players, you know, in their mid-30s or above. I thought they were not even going to make the playoffs, and boy, was I wrong. They've lost, what, four games at this point in the season? And that's it? Four regulations. Four regulations. Oh, yeah, excuse me. Excuse me. They've lost. They, they've been extra special losers in the overtimes. Excuse me. 
But, but what about this team? I, it doesn't make sense to me. Is it just the chemistry they have because they've played so long together? I mean, help me make some sense of this. What do y'all think? I, I, I think it's dumb luck that everyone is playing really good at the exact same time. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't mean, know. Th- this team on paper should not be as good at it as it is. I mean, there's no reason for them to be one of the best teams ever, and yet here they are still. I, I don't get it. Yeah, I, they make no sense to me either. Honestly, Ryan, I have no explanation for what they're doing right now. I just think they had so many questions, you know, so many like, well, if this happens, it could be really good. And then like all of those questions have been <laughs> have been really good. Just like we asked like, oh, well, is Otter going to be able to handle a full season as the number one goalie? And, you know, there, there was like the stars had like three or four questions like that. The Boston Bruins had like 10 questions or 12 questions like that. And every single one has been good, including Ardell down here uh, mentioning Jim Montgomery. But uh, Jim Montgomery, that, that was a question they had coming in was how good was Jim Montgomery going to be in his first season back as a head coach uh, of an NHL team after getting fired by Dallas. So, uh, I mean, I just thought that was crazy. Um, and by the way, good. yeah, if we're talking best season in NHL history, the best one was in 1976-77 season. The Montreal Canadiens, they ended with uh, 132 points. 68-12. Oh, my God. So, that was back Bru- in ties. And Bruins was, can still do that. Yeah. We're halfway through the season, and they have four losses. Yeah. Right now, they're on pace to beat it. <laughs> yeah. To be the best season ever, period. That's ridiculous. Well, there is the president's trophy curse. You know, you've heard about that, right? Yep. Whatever. Stupid. Hey, whoever wins the president's trophy doesn't win the Stanley Cup. That's normally what happens. Anyways, hey Chris, why don't you pick a team to to talk about? There's there's a whole list for you to choose from. Sure, I'll take one. I I'm gonna take Colorado. Honestly, I mean, we saw about a. They started the season kind of slow. Okay, that's expected. You got your your cup haze over you a little bit. Um, kind of makes sense. Then they started getting going. I was like, all right, here's Colorado Avalanche. They're charging back. And recently, they have really struggled. I mean, they look like they did in the beginning of the season again. I mean, they're kind of just winning every other game, winning some big games, losing some easy games. I mean, it, it doesn't look like the Colorado Avalanche. I mean, they're 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 really they're they're missing Kadri. I think is a big thing. Their second line is not the not the same that it was. Nachushkin isn't playing as well. Um, really, none of them are playing as well, and they're getting the goaltending that me and James expected that they just outscored in the playoffs. I w- I would honestly argue that they're getting better goaltending than they have the yeah. the past couple of years. I, I mean, honestly. Georgiev has been really good for them, and. Uh, I mean, we knew he was good in New York, but he was behind the best goalie of the league at that point last year. And, you know, coming into his own starting job, he's been good. He's been very good. I I think Colorado's main thing is they've just had so many freaking injuries, and it's ridiculous because I think at one point, the only one out of the main three out of that top line, you know, Rantanen, McKinnon, and Landeskog, Rantanen was the only one that was healthy. And I mean, that's the equivalent of like 
okay, Pavelski goes down. Okay, Ropa Hintz goes down. Now we just have Ro- Robertson, and that's it for from your top line. It's even worse so, than that, really. It's more like having only Pavelski left. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. And, that's true. And that's a big deal, but there. so we've talked a lot about the Stars, how they've been really good about finding different ways to win. Colorado has not. There's one way they win. They win by scoring five goals every game, pretty much. And they can't, they can't do that now. So, and that's due to the injuries, but we have some really good teams that have a lot of injuries. Boston is one. Vegas is one. Vegas is a surprise that we're probably not going to talk about, but they were destroyed to start the season, and they're doing just fine. So good teams find a way to win. I'm expecting them to still be in the playoffs, but it's getting hairy now. Yeah, they definitely have put themselves in a very tough position to crawl back into the playoff picture. I still think they're going to do it, but it, it's going to take some work now. Yep. The only scary thing is, let's just say the Stars are first. You know Colorado is going to get that wild card, right? <laughs> that would be the <laughs> worst draw come ever. back at the last second, and they're going to be $9 million over the cap or whatever the whole Tampa Bay Lightning thing was. Because like right now, uh, Landis Gog is on long-term injured reserve, so it's not counting towards the cap and he's just gonna happen to magically get back right at the start of the playoffs that would suck (laughs) so but i I do agree with you chris that they've they have been surprising and in at the same time you know there's still players there that know how to play and win games i mean the arguably the best player in the nhl kale mccarr is right there and while he's done his thing you know he I, I mean, I guess you could ask him to do more. I just, I just don't know what else. Yeah. What else the bigger surprising thing is that they started getting going and then they slowed down again. That was mm-hmm. super shocking to me. I thought they were just going to ride that wave. They also don't have Josh Manson, who signed a big extension with them, or Bowen Byram right now. So that's two of their top four defensemen gone out. And they've been out for a while now, too. And at points this year, like Sam Gerrard was out, and Devon Taves has been out as well. So the, it's just been like a cycling door for Colorado with their defensemen but all right uh, James why don't you pick one uh I'm gonna pick the Kraken because so by now me and Chris both we thought that they would kind of have fallen off a little bit more than they have so far and really they just they keep scoring anyway I, I I don't understand where the scoring on this team comes from but they just they keep scoring they keep having like eight goal nights it doesn't make any sense to me but they they sit second in their division right now yeah and somehow they're they're third third. and points percentage sorry points percentage yes do you think they'll make the playoffs or do you think they're gonna falter out i think they'll probably make the playoffs they might be in a wild card spot in a spot by the end of the year because one of the one of calgary or edmonton might take it from them or the Kings might, I don't know, the, the Kings might even drop all the way down to that wild card spot, and then they have the third spot. I don't know. But they, they they just keep scoring eight goals a night. I don't understand. They keep having these nights where they're just like, nah, we're going to win. We're going to score as many goals as possible, and it works. doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. They, they, they have more goals than the Stars do this year. Yeah. And they <laughs> and they for sure Crazy. have... They, they, and it's all, it's all led by uh, whatever their rookie... I forget his name, but but he they have literally the best rookie in the league, and he is leading the team by himself. It's crazy. 
Matty Beneers. Yeah. I call him not Shane Wright. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's probably that's good one, Chris. There's another Chrisism. That's two for the evening. Good job. Um, I do want to talk about uh, what, do we what, do we want to do one more round or what do we, how do we want to do yeah. this? Sure, do one more, Ryan. Okay, Go for all right, it. let's do let's do it quicker though, so that we don't spend forever. Uh, I'll pick a, a negative one since I did a positive one. I want to talk about Florida for a second. The Florida Panthers have completely fallen off the face of the earth, and it's ridiculous how mediocre this team looks when they were the absolute best team in the NHL last season. They, they they won the President's Trophy, won the first round series that they – well, they haven't won a round series since 1993. It's the first time they did it, and now they look like they're going to fall off the face of the earth and not even make the playoffs. And here's the other thing that's really bad. They traded a first-round pick to Montreal for Ben Sherratt, and if they don't make the playoffs, that pick has a possibility of – getting way up there. I'm not saying Connor Bedard or something like that, but an excellent pick for Montreal and Montreal would have two excellent picks in the top 10 possibly. And that's not at all what Florida was thinking when they traded away that first round pick last season. They're like, Oh, we're a good team. We're going to be in contention for a couple of years. This will be basically a second round pick. Cause it'll be at the end of the first round, right? That's not the case. And if they don't make, the playoffs this season, there's going to be a lot of heads that's going to, that are going to roll. And mostly I think it's going to be the head coach. Yeah. The yeah. problem I have with, sorry, the, the problem I have with writing them off so early is that they're still in the thick of it. I mean, they still got a shot to jump right back in. I mean, they're, they're six points out right now of the second wild card spot. They're not that yep. far back. They, if they figure it out and get it going, they're in. But the thing is, they haven't figured it out. Their goaltending has been sucky. Matthew Kachuk has been doing well, but you can tell this team misses Jonathan Huberdo and Mackenzie Weger. I mean, yes. that guy was an absolute Panther through and through. And they, I mean, I understand why they did it and I, why both teams did it, because, and it made sense. But this team is different. This team is 100% different. And yeah. this is not the West. The West, and, you can do that and be six points down. In the East, no, absolutely not. And, six points is a lot. But they're doing this bad, and they're still they're still there. They're in the hunt. I mean, you can't say they're out of the hunt already. They are totally have a legitimate chance of getting into the playoffs still. And uh, if if they if they get a good streak going, which they haven't, they've literally been doing what you said. They've been mediocre all year. They haven't had a big losing streak. Haven't had a big winning streak. They get going one time, that you can jump right back into it. It, it. I don't. I really don't think it's that hard, especially for a team like Florida who has such a potent offense. Still, I still think it's in there. They just got to find it. I think the biggest thing with this team is the goaltending. I mean, we we talked about last year how Bobrovsky was having like a career year, and and that's why it looked like they were they were just gonna try to go for it. That's why they traded the first pick away, first round pick away. They traded everything. Because they knew that Bavrovsky was not going to have another year like this. And it, it just seems like the fallback has been so drastic that they, they look so much worse, in my opinion. So I really do think a lot of it comes down to goaltending, like you said, Ryan. All right, Chris, what do you think? Another team. Oh, one more team? Okay. Yep, one more team each. We're going a little quicker on these. 
Okay. Uh, I guess I'll do New Jersey. I mean, they're not as hot as they started the season, but this was like of all the years they had like three years in a row where everyone was like, "All right, New Jersey won the off season. They're going." Then the one year that nobody says that they won the off season, they jump up into the in the first place spot to start the year. I mean, what the heck? It's, there's just such teases. Like they miss out on Johnny Goudreau. Yeah. They, they don't sign the big fish on the market, and yet they're still really good. So I, I do find that slightly ironic. And they've been getting, you know, pretty good goaltending. I mean, uh, Vanacek, who was in Washington, is now there in New Jersey. And I don't know what Washington was thinking getting rid of Vanacek, but he's been excellent for that team. And uh, same thing with Mackenzie Weger. He's kind of had a bounce back season in the goaltending department. And I think the other thing is, is a lot of people kind of underrated their defense. Their defense is fantastic. You got uh, Damian Severson out there, Mr. Uh, Hamilton, Dougie Hamilton, who's kind of bounced around a little bit. You've also got Siegenthaler, who's kind of come into his own. So, I mean, they've got a very underrated decor. So, it surprises me a little bit because I didn't expect to see the offense from this team because like those guys like Jack Hughes and Nico Heischer, I hadn't really seen them take that next step, but they definitely took it this year. Yep, for sure. Yeah. And I think a lot of people underestimating them comes to comes to how many young players they had on their team last year. I mean, all everyone on their team was young. Well, they still do. A lot of those guys are still like, you know, mid twenties or yeah. But but every, every every year you go forward with a team like that, they're going to get stronger. I mean, look yep. at Boston. <laughs> we all thought they were going to fall off, and now look at New Jersey. Um, James, pick one more team, and then we'll move on. Uh, the Winnipeg Jets. We thought this team was going to fall apart, man. I thought this team was going to fall apart. They looked like they were falling apart. Their locker room was a mess. That was the biggest problem. And... I mean, win- winning is the perfect remedy. So they, they, they uh, obviously bonus, bonuses system works well with what the Jets were already doing. It relies heavily on the goaltender, which Holbuck obviously thrives in, and he has had an outstanding season too. So, yeah, I, I don't know what else to say about the Jets. Yeah, I, I think as much as we hated on Bones, Bones was probably the best coach that win that uh, Winnipeg could have gotten. I mean, he kind of, it, it feels like he brought the team together. And after stripping a player of their captaincy, it feels like this team is playing as a unit. And that that's really impressive by Bones. I mean, he's showing why he's a good coach. Um, they are still playing some boring hockey, and it's not super fun to watch, but they're winning. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, that that is one thing you can't ignore about Rick bonus is the fact that he has really good relationships with players. And we had, we have heard for years about the toxic, you know, locker room that Winnipeg apparently had. That's why Patrick line wanted out because he didn't like what Wheeler and Shifley were doing as the leaders of the team or whatever. And I mean, especially when he, he stripped the captaincy from Blake Wheeler, that right there tells you that there's something wrong. They're, they're not going to obviously go into specifics, but that right there tells you something's wrong. And 
that might have been the best move <laughs> that Rick Bonus did for this team, considering how well they've all played. So I, I agree with you 100%, James. That, that's a big surprise for me as well. So, And there's so many other teams we could talk about, but let's move on. Hey, guys. The NFL playoff picture is locked in, and my go-to place for wild card round action is DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To kick off the road to Super Bowl 57, new customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in free bets instantly. Plus, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat bet each day of the wild card round this weekend. Just place any NFL bet of your choice, and if it loses, you get a free bet backup up to $10. Action so good, why bet NFL playoffs anywhere else? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code THPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NFL and get 200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, All-Stars. We need to talk about All-Stars for just a little bit, but since we're kind of getting into the Dallas Stars portion of today's episode, obviously, who else but Jason Robertson was named to his first NHL All-Star, and Mr. Pete DeBoer will be the coach of the Central Division team. And there's no surprise there. Who else from the Dallas Stars do you think will be voted to join Robertson in South Florida? Jake Ottinger. It, it better be Jake Ottinger. <laughs> it better be. I mean, I don't know that anyone else on our team could really get in other than Otter right now. Because it, it's that's not a knock on like all of our players, because all our players are great, and obviously I love them. I'm sitting here doing a podcast about them. But they don't have the same point totals as some of the other crazy players in the Central right now. And you can only vote, what, this is like two other forward skaters, right? I think so. So I, I just don't see it happening. But for sure, I mean I mean the only the only thing you can say, the only reason why Jake wouldn't get in is because Hellebuck also wasn't voted for a goaltender. Uh, yeah. They gave Soros in I hate Nashville. You, James. So I hate you, James. I was I, I actually thought he was gonna make it. Now he's not gonna make it. He, I think he still <laughs> will make it. But we'll we'll see. Yeah, Saros getting that bid is kind of ridiculous in my opinion. It was ridiculous. I mean, but but no. see, the problem no. is there's no one else on Nashville. That, that's exactly what I was this season. That's exactly why he made it. But he, we talked about him last year. Is that I think he got kind of snubbed a little bit for being. I don't think he was the Vesna Trophy winner, but for being a Vesna finalist, this guy plays for a really really sucky team, and he's the only reason why Nashville is even close. Or I don't even know if they're in the playoffs right now. Are they above they're the playoffs? But they're, they're close. And they're the only close. reason why they're close is because of that one player. And we could argue that one of the reasons why the Stars are so good right now is because of Jason Robertson. Now, Except we have a lot of other players that do just as much as he does, but that's the only player from Nashville that does anything. Like, maybe Roman Yossi, but Yossi hasn't had as good a season as he did last year. And UC Saros has, if not been better this season than he was last year so i think he fully deserves it it just sucks that the central division has really good goaltending in it 
I think it's weird to put him in when there's obviously two better goalies and not in Hellebuck, but whatever. So would you say so you're saying then Roman Yossi though? That's the problem. I mean, I mean, yes. if everyone on the Predators suck, then they shouldn't be in the All Star game. I mean, they okay. suck. I mean, so, just don't put any of them in. Okay, so random thought, and I want to jump into this because I I, I want to get get this off. I want to get y'all's opinion on this. Do you think there has to be a representative from every single team? No. I think that I think that that's the way that it shouldn't be, but that's the way they do it. And they think, oh, well, we have to have one player from every team so that every market will watch. Most people don't watch the All-Star game anyways oh, yeah, because right now it stinks. Yeah. So let just put the best players with the most name recognition into the game. And then that would solve everything. And then we don't have to have this conversation about, you know, Jake Ottinger is like third in safe percentage right now. He's the best road goaltender right now. And he might not even be an all-star. That's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Or let's just like, let's just say we have top two all-star lines. Then the bottom, the next two lines are second team all-star lines. And then... We just put that in a paper somewhere and say, hey, these are the all-stars. They say, yay, and everyone takes a week-long break, and then we go back to playing hockey again, and we don't worry about the stupid game. <laughs> How about that? To a certain extent, I agree with you. I agree with you. I, I do want to mention one other player that I think deserves a lot of recognition, but he's not going to just because he plays for a Southern team, and he's a perfect all-around defenseman. But Miro Haskinen, absolutely 100% deserves to be in the all-star game. Even just as much as Jake Ottinger, in my opinion. I just think that Jake Ottinger has so much name recognition right now because of the playoffs last season that he's more likely to get in. But I, I, I still put my hat in that once Ben hangs his skates up, that Miro Heiskanen will be the next captain of this team. I have no doubt in my mind. It's not Robertson. It's not Hintz. It's Miro Haskinen's team. He's 100% the guy. So I just think that's the guy that that deserves it too. Thoughts? I mean, seems like it, but I would say there's a difference between that kind of skill and all-star skill. I'm going to be a little offense biased <laughs> here, but I think if you're an all-star, I think you're flashy and you're scoring goals. That's the opposite of Miro Haskinen. He's, he's, he's controlling. Like you said, he's going to be a captain of the team. He's calm, confident, knows what he's doing. That, that doesn't scream all-star to me. It screams Hall of Fame, sure, but not, maybe Ooh. not all-star. I like that. I'm saying sure. it's a couple cups, greatest defenseman known to man. I mean, you're in the Hall of Fame then. Speaking of which, last all-star thing, and we'll move on to, to some other stuff, but have y'all seen the all-star jerseys? What they look like? I saw the leak. I liked them. It's kind of a different color scheme, and they're they're going for a different thing. I didn't really like the. I actually have one of the jerseys from a couple seasons ago, the 2020 jersey that was like mostly grayish and stuff like that, and it just had the logo of of each team from whatever that player was from on the front. So I didn't like those, but I'm actually I'm curious to see if this is actually what it's going to look like because I kind of liked it. Yep, I'm I'm down with having the. Uh... The shield on front. I like the shield. I think it's a really good logo. Um, and I like the red versus blue. Easy peasy. Easy enough. Okay, speaking of other players that probably should be at the All-Star game, but 
he won't be probably because there's so many good players on the stars. Joe Pavelski, we need to mention him because since he since the beginning of the season, we haven't gotten to talk about it. But he resigns with the Dallas Stars as soon as he possibly can. He signs on January 1st. And Jim Nill is an absolute genius with this signing here. It's still a one-year deal. It's still about the same amount of money that he's making this season, 5.5. But it's a $3.5 million base. So that's as much as you as he could give him at that point. But there's also a $2 million signing bonus if he plays... 20 games so if he plays 10 games he gets 1 million if he plays 20 games he gets paid 2 million surely surely he will play 20 games next season if he continues this up (laughs) so what this does it's some it's a way that nil is circumnavigating the cap he's getting around the cap he's going around the cap and it's pushing it off to a point where the stars will have more flexibility so that two million dollars won't even apply to next season it'll apply to the season after which is nice about those kind of bonuses like that is that it does it and that's when a lot of these big time contracts are going to be kind of going up and the stars have a lot of room and that also allows the stars to like sign the the players that are coming up wyatt johnston logan stankov and some of these other guys that are i mean jason robertson uh, i don't know It'll be a couple years after that, but whatever. Anyways, it's just brilliant moves by Jim Nill, and it shows that he's just the best GM in the NHL, in my opinion, when it comes to stuff like this. And the other thing on the signing bonus thing, the the question that immediately came to my mind is, why why don't we just do this for every contract? Well, it's because you have to be a certain age to get incentive bonuses that high, which is really weird. I don't know why, but... That's why you don't do it with everybody, but it work, it works good in this situation, especially when the cap is supposed to go up substantially in one of the next one to three years. So I, I'm just excited that he's coming back. He's going to continue being Joe Pavelski. As long as he can tip pucks, <laughs> he could play for another four or five years. He's He's completely defying father time right now it's it's ridiculous what he can do so last thing and then we'll get to our who cares segment for the evening but we got to talk about jake ottinger yeah i mean i know we slightly mentioned him about him being possibly an all-star but the way that he has been playing as of late is absolutely ridiculous he's top 10 in just about every single category that you could look at when it comes to goaltending I mean, shutouts, save percentage, road save percentage, goals saved above expected per 60, which is a uh, advanced stat, which a lot of people look at as and say, well, these are the good goalies, these are not the good goalies, and it's a better way to look at that. I mean, even his save percentage, which or his uh, goals against average, which we don't, I don't really like looking at, is still fantastic. So he's just taking the NHL by storm. He's answered the question of whether he can handle being a number one goaltender over the course of the entire season, and he's ours. <laughs> he's a yeah. Dallas star. So it, can y'all just talk about his play just as of late? Because I even kind of called him out early in December, in early December, about how he was kind of slowing down. And ever since then, it seems like he's had one bad game, which was the Edmonton game, and that's about it. Yeah, and this is a lot of repeat stuff from last night, so excuse us but it needs to be repeated um 
the big thing with him is is really the the ego and the swagger that he has. I mean, and you could tell when we called him out in December, he was he was shaky. I mean, he didn't look as confident and as sure of himself as he does now. And now he's got it back and the blocker saves are getting punched to the moon. The glove saves are creating wind tunnels in the rink. I mean, the, the dude's going nuts right now and he's showing everybody that he's going nuts too. Uh, that's when you know Andre's at his best is when he's putting on a show and making sure everybody knows that he's the best guy in the building. I mean, and I I know you don't like goals against average, Ryan, but I mean, over the past, what, 12 games, he's he's let in two or less goals in 10 of them? Yes, that's, that's crazy. Yeah, that's insane. And you're, you're talking about the, the two that he did was the Edmonton game where I think he let in like five. And then the Kings game, where he only let in three, and honestly, we probably still should have won that game. Yeah, definitely should have won that game. So these are just the last five games, his save percentage of the last five games. Against the Islanders, 964. Against the Florida Panthers, 964. Oh, goodness, his worst one. The Los Angeles Kings, 914. And that's still amazing, especially now. San Jose, a 9.35 against Minnesota, a 9.58. That's just the last five games. And I'm telling you, he had one bad game against the Edmonton Oilers. It was a hiccup. It was, I think he had an 8.48 save percentage. But other than that, it has been absolutely fantastic from this guy. And, I mean, he's, he's, he's back. He had that one little bit, and whatever was ailing him is gone now. And if he keeps on if he keeps on this pace and he leads the stars to the first in the the first the best team in the West, he's gonna be on the Vesna on the Vesna ticket. He might not take it, but if he keeps playing this way all the way down the stretch, which is a long time, right? Forty two games, that's crazy. But he's got a chance of getting on that Vesna card for sure. I mean, the, there's a lot of good goalies this year. There's Olmark has been really good for Boston. Hellebuck, we already mentioned. And I agree with you, Chris. I think Ottinger is up there. He's definitely top five, and he's kind of – you mentioned it last night. He kind of dropped below the top 15 goalies in the NHL. I think he's right back up there in the top five. I agree with you. And he's going to have to have a miracle run in order to yeah, get some sort of recognition for being the Vezina winner. And he's going to have to be better than Olmark, who's been out of his mind. I think he's lost one game or two games, yeah. one overtime and one regulation, and that's it. But – He's, he's still been fantastic, and we would not be as good without him. Yeah, like I said, it's going to take the Stars being the best in the West and him playing this good the entire time. So that's that's a big if, but <laughs> yeah. it's possible yeah. at least. That's cool to see. And honestly, he's he's played, uh, I think it's, he's played five more games than Olmark has. Like, he's already started five more games than Olmark. And, and he's still, he looks amazing. And I think the difference between what how good Olmark has been and how good Otter has been is that Otter is stealing games for this team and Olmark he's doing great like no one can say that he's not but the team is scoring five (laughs) goals a night it doesn't matter it doesn't matter how good their goaltender is right now even even with him being the best in the league they score five a night (laughs) and then moving past Vesna I mean, we're halfway through the season. We could talk about playoffs. Which goalie do you want? Do you want Jake Ottinger or do you want Olmark? I know my pick. 
<laughs> for sure. If you're talking about just goaltenders, I, I think Otter is the pick every single time. The, the clutch gene that he has, the chip on his shoulder that he plays with all the time, there's a reason his road save percentage is the best in the league. It's because he likes playing on the road. He likes being the hate, most hated guy in the building. He wants all that pressure. He wants all the smoke. And he's got that dog in him. He just take care of business, shove it right in their face. Here's the most exciting thing about this team and why I'm even more excited. Matt over here saying he can't wait to see playoff order again. I agree, but here's the thing. He could play that good, and the Stars probably won't even need it this as much this season compared to Hopefully last season. Hopefully not. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I mean, like, hoping. that's what we're hoping. I, I would I would think that at this point, with the way they're playing and how he's doing, it, and, and to go back to the whole Olmark versus Ottinger thing in the playoffs, Olmark has been playing on a really bad Buffalo team for, or he did for a very long time. He had, he doesn't have a lot of experience in the playoffs. And then I talked about this in one of my articles for blackout Dallas a while ago. Now, like you mentioned, Chris, he it's, he's been in so many high pressure situations. This guy at the Minnesota state hockey tournament, which that's basically like the Olympics for Minnesota up there. It's insane. How, how into it Minnesotans get to this high school hockey tournament. As a freshman, he started and won the championship as starting as a freshman. That can you imagine a 14-year-old in one of the biggest tournaments, arguably across the United States, especially hockey-wise, and he's starting as a freshman. He started at Boston College and was just as significant for Boston College in a lot of those games as well. And then not to mention the world junior championships. He was the starting goalie for, uh, for team USA a couple of times as well. So it's not like before he got to the NHL that he had not been in those pressure situations before he's had lots of experience in that. And Omar hasn't. So I am 100% behind you, Chris. And, and he's been in those pressure situations and he, he doesn't just have the experience. He's been in those and performed really well. J- James, do you remember his, what his stat line was on the Minnesota high schools game. I, I think you were the one that had those stats. I, I don't I can't remember. remember. It was, I, I can't remember exactly either. It's a high school hockey game. Give me a break. But I remember he, he, he won the game for him is what I remember is that he, he was spectacular. So he's not just playing in those games. He is the best guy on the ice in those games. And he did it again last season in game seven for us that we almost stole the series because of Jake Ottinger. That's how good this guy is. He 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 can he, he might steal a Stanley Cup for us at some point. <laughs> Keeping my fingers crossed for that. <laughs> I, I think his name eventually will be on there, so we'll see. Okay, I think that's gonna do it for all the hockey talk tonight. Let's get into our top three for our who cares segment for the evening. Uh, now we're getting into the important Great. stuff. Yeah. Finally, yeah. it Actually, only took us fifty minutes. All right, so this is the topic that we decided on. I think last April, um, it went through a couple of a uh, couple of status checks. We 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 play tested it with the with the fam, and they all approved it. So we're gonna do uh, top three crackers, top three crackers. So whatever your favorite crackers are, um, we are going to start with 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 James. He's on the left. James, number third cracker. Uh. My number third cracker is a cracker I just recently found. It is um, 
Karis crackers. Do you know what these are? No. It, it, they're basically they're fancy crackers. Okay, so we had them at like our our Christmas party thing, and there were only a couple of them. But they're they're like they they're like unsalted crackers essentially. Wow, that sounds delicious. <laughs> All right, Ryan, that's why they're third. my number third. Okay. <laughs> okay, I don't even know what they're called to be honest with you, but it's oh. I know it's to, I, you get. I know I didn't do my homework. I'm sorry. I know we had, we had from April. I know. I'm sorry. But I, it's we, we have these all the time at family gatherings, guys. You're going to have to help me out. Maybe you can tell me. But it, it's like rectangular in shape. It's a little longer, it's, but it's rounded it's on the edges. That's club? club original craft. I mean, this okay. one? No. Yeah, the, no. One. no, 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 no. It's like rounded Not on the one? edges. Oh, oh, you're talking about townhouse ones. Townhouse. Yes. That's, uh, sure, sure. We'll go with that. Townhouse. I, I don't know what it is about those crackers. I swear they put crack in them or something because they're absolutely fantastic. They're my number third cracker. Chris. All right. My number third gets so much hate. It gets too much hate. I mean, let's just let's just put it right out there. Um, it's disguised as a healthy snack. Don't look at the back of the box. It's not a healthy snack. It's the wheat thin. The I wheat thin. This is like the potato chip of the grass world. It's pretty good. And these, unlike James's cracker, is hecka salty. So, wheat thins. Number third. James, number second. My number second is club crackers. Chris has them over there, you know. He's munching them. They're pretty good crackers. Not not the best crackers, but they're. I think they're pretty solid for number two. <laughs> let's be honest. <laughs> this is probably oh, the worst yeah. we've ever done. <laughs> All right, Ryan. I don't know number enough crackers. <laughs> number, number second cracker. We, we have had since April to talk about this, James. Come yeah, on Yeah, but I've looked at crackers and they don't look good. <laughs> okay. They're all uh, just crackers. <laughs> How dare you say that? That is that's, not true. That's, that's blasphemy, that's blasphemy James. James. That's terrible. Jinx. Jinx, you owe me a soda, Chris. Here you go. I got a second one. You a cracker. Okay. Anyways, I'm going to go and be boring and my second one my i guess my number second cracker is just the original cheese it cracker i i love i i don't like the extra cheesy ones have y'all seen i the, agree the, i don't yes. like them it, it they, it's, it's too much it's too much and like the original cheese it crackers are are just amazing in, in and of themselves they deserve to be put up on a pedestal with like little angel wings on the chair or whatever. They're amazing. And what's what's funnier is that they're not my number one. So that's a good choice. That missed my list just barely, but that'll probably be an honorable mention for me. The powder the powder on them are bad. I mean, it's like you just put flour on your cheese hits. Sure, it mm -hmm. tastes kind of good, but no. And the, okay, pull up Zach's comment. That's blasphemy. The extra toasted, you just burn the cheese hits. You burned them. They're not extra toasty. <laughs> you burnt those cheeses. Burnt. <laughs> All right. I got a lot of enemies with not liking the toasted cheeses. So no, I don't I'm like gonna, it either. I'm gonna play to a crowd favorite here. Number second is Ritz crackers. I can't believe. That was, that was I mean, I'm hoping this is number one for both of y'all. But the Ritz cracker, fantastic. It's a staple. It works with everything. Every single thing. Ritz crackers, fantastic. All right. And that James, is that is in fact my number first. 
Good it choice. Is crackers. Good choice. Especially, I mean, you can put just cream cheese on these crackers and it's good. Like you can put nothing on the yeah, crackers. Yeah, I, I, I've, I've sat there and accidentally eaten multiple packages of these things before. All right, so that Brian, is number first one. cracker. I guess that's what I guys just then. Okay, I don't know if this is kind of cheating since since it's extra stuff on it, but Ritz the the cheese Ritz crackers, the package, okay. the full package. That's fair enough. Six with the six little sandwich cracker thingies with the cheese in the center. I don't know what it is about it that, but I could eat those for days, and that is absolute my favorite one. The, the original Ritz cracker by itself is amazing. I agree with you 100%, but I like the other two that I mentioned a little bit more, but with the cheese with it and you have those two crackers together, I don't know what it is about it, but it's like heaven sings when you eat it. I am not a fan of the powdery cheese myself, but I understand I'm in the minority in that and I accept being wrong in that case. So I will actually say that Ryan, you Whoa. have a quite quite a good list there. Whoa, what I'm is going on? I know. I'm agreeing with Ryan more than James today. This is going on a short here. It's going everywhere. I hope you understand that, Chris. Chris, you made a mistake with Ryan. All right, <laughs> everybody, let's let's just get ready to do the standing ovation because all right, there we go. Perfect. Oh my goodness, he, he's so, putting camera for those of you that are listening on the podcast side later so the number one best cracker is a cracker that not many people are aware of but if you had the exact same childhood that i had which lucky for us y'all did um it is a cracker <laughs> that y'all no. will know too well Please no. it is no. the walmart brand of goldfish it is the whales cracker they have so Damn. much salt, you can't even Damn. taste the cheese. Damn. Okay, the whale's cracker is fantastic. So, first of all, it's bigger than a goldfish, and it's cooler than a goldfish. It's a, a whale. whale. That is awesome. But um, a whale is just a big fish. Nope. Whales are mammals, sir. That is blasphemy as well. They have to breathe air. Oh. They have blowholes, and they have hips. Did you know a whale had a hip? Yeah, it's great. They Whoa, Science, right there. Um, <laughs> Chris just pulled the science moving, card on you. Moving on, the whale, like James said, excessive amount of salt. That is great. That is great. You want excessive salt. If you're eating a cracker, you want to be dehydrated like the Sahara Desert. And that's exactly what this cracker does. It's fantastic. My third point, the cheese is just substantially better as well. They are cheesier than goldfish as well. They are objectively cheesier. You don't even need to get the flavor blasted, whatever, because the cheese is just flowing through them. Uh, crispy texture, easier handfuls. And when you get a handful, you get the salt all over your hand. You just get to lick all the salt off your hand. Amazing. Whales. I mean, I think that's my best pick ever. It's too oh much my salt. Dude. No. It's way too much salt. I cannot believe you put the off-brand whales over the Ritz cracker. I, I, I can't believe it. I, I stand by was, that. It, I thought it was pretty it, funny, honestly. <laughs> if you, I, I, you have know, not had whales, reason, go to Walmart right. Go to Walmart no, right we, now and get whales. You we don't we, have to do that, but they are cheap enough that it. I mean, might as well try. <laughs> oh, okay, so I buy all my groceries at HEB. I go to a separate store, a, a whole separate store across town to get my whales because I need them. I need my whales fix, and I do that. It is worth it. 
Oh my goodness. I, I for some reason when we discussed this who cares segment back in April, I oh, knew, I, I just knew that you were gonna mention this stupid way. The, the second you said it. childhood, I knew what you were saying. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Everyone go That's try like whales. Whales. Whales, if you want to sponsor us, please. I would love it. I would love to be sponsored by whales. I, that would, nothing would make me happier. That's like saying those stupid fruit smiles are better than like the Welch's fruit snacks. Fruit like, smiles. Oh my, fruit if smiles we did fruit no, snacks no. top three, fruit smiles would be number one. You know okay. what? I think they discontinued fruit smiles. I haven't no, seen I've them. I've seen them, Chris. I've seen them. No, I they're still fine. And they have tropical they're not at my Walmart. too. They do have Tro tropical ones. <gasps> Bro, I just blew mind blown. <laughs> Tropical fruit smiles. Oh, oh, oh you know what? I actually thought about this. Zach saying no saltines. I did Me. think about it. I did. And Me. the only thing, the only reason why I thought about it is because it's one of the few things that you can eat when you're like throwing your guts up when you have like the flu or something. So, and it, those crackers taste amazing when you are sick so i almost that is the it. cracker of crackers it is so mid the cracker of crackers <laughs> oh man we just talked about crackers for about 12 minutes that's ridiculous okay i thought it'd be longer Ugh, i thought it was gonna be shorter i thought it was gonna be like three or four minutes and it, it took like double the amount of time but okay guys uh is there anything else that we need to mention tonight before we close up shop we're playing in New York tomorrow. That's cool. Yeah, we pulled the switcheroo with Minnesota. Boop, boop, boop. Minnesota's playing the Islanders. Yep. That'll be a good game. I'll be excited to, to see how that goes. And for the rest of this season, let's see how this goes. Real quick as well, by the way, hopefully Sagan is able to keep up what he did in the last game. Oh, and yeah, we, we need even more because we – Talk about one goal is not going to be enough. It's not going to yeah, be. Yeah, not even on the trip, so he might be out for a week, maybe two weeks. Who knows? We'll see. Yep, they're not telling us anything about Rope hints, which does not make me feel very good. So, all right, we're going to wrap it up. Go and check out sarcasticremarks.com. That's our brand new website for all the latest sarcastic remarks, junk and stuff. Bookmark that thing too. It's fire. Go and check out StarCastRickAndMarksShop.com for all the latest merch options. That's the best place that you can go to find merch and the best support us. That's We'd really appreciate it if you would do so. Somebody just yeah. recently did it and to actually bought a pillow. That was pretty cool. Sweet. A we're, getting, pillow. We're, we're getting toothbrush cup holders, and if, soon we're going to no. get... Uh, we're gonna get that poo spray that you spray on the toilet to like cover poopery. the scent. But when you poopery, we're gonna get some poopery, and it's gonna sp it's gonna spray and it's gonna form the logo in the toilet bowl. Isn't that cool? <laughs> we're working on the science right now. Yeah, except it's gonna be called Star Story. That's what we're gonna call it. I don't know. The 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 naming the, the, the naming going through all that stuff. We're, did not we're still we're still, still going through the naming up. right now. We're gonna need some marketing so there. <laughs> please consider leaving us a five-star review as well and we'd appreciate it and that helps us grow and anyways along with chris and james my name is ryan we will catch you guys on the flip side and we hope you guys have a good fantastic morning afternoon evening whenever you guys are listening to this we will see you guys tomorrow night when the dallas stars take on the new york rangers see you guys <laughs>